Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Smashing Spurs Sessions. Um, this week I'm joined by, for me, one of the UK's heaviest and most important upcoming bands, lads. Uh, they go by the name of Mountainscape. Today I'm delighted to be welcomed by Dan and James. Dan James, lads, thanks for coming on the show. That's our pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having us. It's yeah. great to have you on. I just spoke off air there to you already and like I'm, I'm a huge fan of this album. Like it's refreshing. It's heavy. It's got everything that anyone who's into post metal, bit of black metal, doom metal, sludge. It's, it's all there. But are we right in saying that, lads? It's got it all. Definitely, it's just it's got a bit of everything that we love, essentially, yeah. which is quite yeah, the wide I think spectrum. Even post rock, yeah. yeah, just and a bit of post rock, yeah. Post rock, post metal. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. James it's, is big into his post rock, so he had to get that ducked in there. But yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. it's got a bit of everything. I do think I'm a post rock fan myself, so we've <laughs> be, be a lot in common there. Yeah, and, and you can you can see the influences of many bands, I suppose. That can't be a help, like, but again, we get to all that afterwards. How are you feeling with the release coming up? I mean, we're talking about a week away. Yeah, really excited because it's been a while in coming because we've kind of finished at the back end of last year in terms of the, the writing. So Dan yeah. had finished writing it all and then we were just condensing it into what we're actually going to put on the album. And then it's been trying to like work on, because Dan writes all the guitar parts and mm-hmm. then me and Ethan all then go through and try and add to the bass and the drums. Yeah. And then getting all of that stuff recorded and then getting the guitars and everything recorded just take, takes longer than you think. But we'd always imagine for it to be released around this time. So it's like... Yeah, we've kind of set this date in mind quite okay. a ago, like roughly October, just to give ourselves a deadline so it yeah. didn't spiral out. Like we were like, yeah, right, yeah. completely yeah. done with acceptance. Let's like start writing for the next album and just have a goal in mind. And it, it, it worked well, actually, to push to kind of like... It, it did, actually, because, I mean, the seasons are changing. Now. It's, it's music made for fucking winter. Like, and exactly. it's, coming out, <laughs> it's coming at a good time, like it really is. Um, how long are you sitting on the album, if you know what I mean? How long has it been done? Um, I mean, not an insane amount of time. So we actually only finished, uh, like, mixing and mastering it um, at the end of August. Okay. So literally, like, we, we kind of... We, 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 we set in in mind and we talked to like Dan from Trepanation who he released with uh, okay. for the previous album we're doing it with this one again we were like let's aim for October yeah. and he was like we can fudge it more if you need more time but as we were mixing and mastering ourselves we were like right bam let's just try and like we, we got all the recording done uh-huh. only like the probably the end of May okay it took right, two June, months yeah. or was it end of June yeah so we had all of the songs were basically written by the end of last year and right. then it, so that was when I was then, yeah, listening through and I did, I think I added quite a few like little drum bits mm-hmm. in the early winter and or like, late winter and start of spring this year. So we had a deadline of like the album's got to be released October. So we'll try and stick to that. So we'll get the yeah. drums done um, like the bank holiday weekend at the end of April, start of May. So that was yeah, that's when we recorded that, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, we'll record the drums then. So then that gave me, because the songs were basically done the end of 2021, mm-hmm. but you can always refine the drums yeah. in that period to just, from my perspective, make the drums more interesting. Yeah, all so the that, structures were set in place, but yeah. then you actually grew the drum parts quite a lot. Even in the weeks leading up to recording, you're like, wow, what is in here? Like, yeah, um, it's like, yeah. I like the drums because like Dan will always, he writes all of the guitar parts uh-huh. and then he fleshes out the bass and the drums. But then yeah, like I'll program drums when I'm writing kind of thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, give yeah. it to him and be like, this is what I would do, but yeah. do what you want. Yeah, <laughs> like, put your own stamp on it, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acceptance, I feel like I didn't, like when I listen back to it, it's like I, I like acceptance, but I didn't have the time to add my own stamp to it. Whereas for this, I gave myself like those yeah. um, sort of three, four months at the start of the year, so January to April to add my own stamp to it. And then we already had the studio time booked to the end of April to then record them. Yeah. So it's, it's really good always to have a deadline, but then to have some time to add to it. Whereas if we could have recorded drums, for example, in December, uh-huh. I knew all the songs, but I would have been going ahead with all the program drums. Yeah. Yeah. Then as a drummer, like you always want to, to add your own kind of stamp to it. Exactly. I exactly. really enjoyed having those few months to go into the practice studio and work on stuff. Like even the bigger picture there, like, like there was no, time where you were sort of sitting going, fuck, is this going to happen? Is, are we, you know, it sounds very streamlined, you know, you have it. It's nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, did that happen with acceptance, for instance? Was it, was it the same process? 
Um, I'm trying to because I think with acceptance it was more we were. It was a longer process. It was longer because we, okay. we'd written the songs over a long period of time. Yeah. So we had like one or two songs were written and then another couple of songs and then we played them live okay. and then we had an album. Whereas with this, it was more during, I guess, during COVID, like Dan had written a load of stuff yeah. at home by himself. Yeah. But then it's bringing... That was the main writing time was okay. like pandemic, okay. essentially. Yeah. Album. yeah. So then it's bringing that out as an actual album. We had to then, me and Ethan felt like we had to add a bit to it. Otherwise, it was just like the stuff that Dan wrote was amazing. And then, like, I loved it, but then I always felt like I had to bring it back a bit and mm-hmm. otherwise, trim the fat. Well, otherwise, cool. it was, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Solo project. Like, you've, got, you've got loads of solo projects about, and they're good, but they're maybe they're just one person's ideas. And so the songs are all like they're all Dan's ideas, and then we've just added to them. Uh, which makes it feel a little bit collaborative. Well, that's sort of, that sort of gets me on to the next question. So, how did you, how did you come about the band itself, like Mountain Skip? How did you get together? Because Dan, you seem to be—are you the the founding member, so to speak? Um, yeah. So, so it came about initially. So, I'm just going to plug my laptop in. Yeah, no worries. Dies. Yeah. So, yeah. So initially, it came from me writing a few songs. Um, back when so I was playing with a band called At Clash that I only left like quite recently just doing okay. black, black metal stuff. And even at, at that point, I was then starting to write things that didn't fit um, yeah. into what that band was doing. Um, and so there were certain parts where, you know, like me and the other guy were butting heads and being like, no, nah, that's like veering way yeah. too far away. Yeah. And yeah. me kind of going, okay, cool. So I think maybe I need to start yeah. well, different, think, something different. Because um, with that, like with At Clash, it was so a band that I used to play drums in. And so it was a four piece Okay. With another guitarist and a vocalist. And so Dan was the prime songwriter. But then when you're writing stuff that's like really melodic, and then you've got another vocalist trying to add stuff over the top, mm. that's where the kind of, it's not really butting heads. It's just that Dan was writing stuff that was already had a, a strong melody. Yeah. And it's really hard to fit vocals over the top. So I could see where as a band, it was then, it's tricky to add another melody over the top. Okay. Whereas stuff that Dan writes, has always got a really strong melody, so it works really well in its own right. And was that solely a black metal band? Uh, that's uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Like so, me and James, like that was one of our first proper projects together, wasn't it? Like we started okay. with Nico, who's still uh, still doing the band now, and he's got yeah, yeah. to do it. Um, that was back like when I was at uni, in like I don't know, two thousand and ten. Ten, yeah, about two thousand and ten. So then, okay. like, that was the first time that James played drums and I played guitar. Right. Um, before that, we'd played in like a few uh more like symphonic black metal bands where okay. you're playing bass uh and you were playing keyboard you know, yeah aren't you? but then yeah. like you prefer playing guitar and i prefer well that was it yeah that was where we, we grew from that didn't we because okay. i was the bass player when i was a teenager and then kind of like as i it was pretty much at the point i went to university actually about like 1920 i just bought an electric guitar i was like well, i want to try yeah. as well as playing bass i can get 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 a bit I'm, it. I'm so jealous of these multi fucking instrumental people <laughs> like you can put your hand to anything it's it's incredible like, yeah <laughs> well yeah as long as it's a bass or a guitar yeah and like even james keyboards like i mean yeah, he's a shit hot like piano and keyboard player, but then equally he's also really good at guitar. <laughs> and uh, stuff enough for sick, yeah. 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 The drums is like yeah, drums is a big part to play, I think. So, you like, have an array of riches. Yeah, who knows? To be able to turn your hand to anything like that must be great in a band, you know, especially when you're rehearsing and coming up with new ideas. I think it's why it yeah, it helps or it helps us to write the the songs, or at least like Dan sort of respects my opinion when I'm talking about the most of the time the yeah. Yeah. because at least I've got some insight. It's not like I'm just a drummer that only that's all I can do. Like at least I can, yeah, yeah, try and give a little bit. But that that is the thing because a lot again, no disrespect to any drummer out there, but a lot of drummers come along. It's laid out for them. They lay their track, and that's their input. You know, they just drum. But obviously, you have a much more bigger influence on the band. Um, yeah, so I just like. Dan is the driving force, but then mm. I do like to try and just improve what, what he's yeah. done. I don't like to, to yeah, you're just it. good. You're quite good at streamlining it sometimes and just being like, right, this this riff goes on for too long, or actually sometimes it's is that is that that segment there, could that actually fit in a different okay. song? Does that is that one too many ideas for one piece? I get you. That'll sometimes be it and chop and yeah. Yeah. Tell me where did Ethan come into the equation then? How about stage did Ethan come into the band? Yeah, because Ethan's a really talented bass player. So then mm. 
Dan's got his own from writing the guitar stuff, and then Dan has ideas for like when the, there needs to be a pivotal bass line. Yeah. Um, um, but then when there's yeah, when you haven't got like a bass idea for a certain bit, that's that like Ethan comes in and puts his own stamp on it. Yeah. Yeah, well, so yeah, I'll give him a bare bones bass line on the demo, but I'll include if there's any particular areas where I think this has got this specific bass melody or the yeah. bass, I've got a real big bass riff in mind, I'll record that in on the demo. And for the rest of it, I'll just play root notes and say to him, I'll just at those bits flesh out whatever you want. And equally the bits where I've been like, this has to be a melody. He'll quite often, you know, like end up yeah, yeah. in his own way. But yeah, like I'll kind of write the majority of what I think the bass should do and then let him. Like you see, you seem to have a great setup. So I mean, the three of you seem to get on, do you? Yeah. You, you seem to work well, work well together. You can take criticism and. Uh... <laughs> we get on a little better than we used to. So like we're we're brothers. We've you know we've <laughs> we've grown up together and yeah. had many battles over the years. So there's no chip on anyone's shoulder when someone tells each other, you know, I reckon you should do this or what about a little bit of a tweak here. No yeah, one takes Occasionally, there's like Dan doesn't want to get rid of something that I feel like. We should just. There'll be certain come. points, yeah. I'll just be like, oh, for fuck's sake, not again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought this one was finished. <laughs> so, can tell me, lads, influences obviously because, like we said, we, we crossed many genres there when we sort of introduced you there: black metal, sludge, post rock, post metal. Who who do you look up to? Who who influenced you, and who sort of put you on the road to where Mountainscape is now? Because, like yeah, you said. I mean- yeah, there's so a lot many influences. Yeah, yeah, there's so many. Um, the biggest one's got to be Russian circles. So yeah. the, the reason we decided to keep the band as a three piece uh, and like utilize live looping uh-huh. was because of going to see those guys live and being like, this sounds insane, but it's a three piece. Yeah, uh, it's massive, and just you know, like just watching them and looking at what they were doing really and being exactly. like, well, we want to play in a band that kind of like takes... You've actually, you've actually just scratched one of my questions there because <laughs> I, was going, I was going to give a comparison to Russian Circus and how the two Absolutely. of these have this heavy, heavy sound like and just three people playing together. It's fucking unreal, like... It really is. But sorry, going back to it, yeah, who, the influence is so Russian circles, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a big one. When yeah, it was a big one. And, um, there's a bunch of other stuff that will bleed its way. Like, I listen to a lot of ambient music. Okay. Um, like, I really like, like, Hammock and Slow Meadow and a lot of quite, like, chill stuff. And even mm-hmm. some, like, dark ambient as well. So yeah. that tends to bleed into the influences. And that's where I think quite a lot of the atmosphere mm-hmm. uh, comes from. Like, a lot of, uh, a lot of like, film soundtracks and video game soundtracks as well. Oh, very good, yeah. I yeah, myself, yeah. like, sitting down and listening to, like, well, for example, like, very recently I went to go and see um as uncult as it is i went to go and see the harry potter movies <laughs> well not all of them but you know i okay. went to go and see one of them with the live we're gonna edit that anyway <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know like, that but was yeah all... look you can you can source inspiration from any 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 form it doesn't make a difference like does it and again like yourself james where do you go looking for inspiration and like yeah what I found you, like? from like playing live with the band since we've um been able to play live again like this year after mm. covid so there's um it's been yeah quite eye-opening playing with a couple of bands like tacoma and a band called solars where the drummers are just really good and i'm like yeah. how how it did these... push you to get better didn't well, it? yeah like... playing playing <laughs> with bands that their drummers are insanely good yeah and made me yeah look at them and be like <laughs> up my game a little bit here exactly and, and that's a good thing isn't it it's yeah, yeah that that was really good because without that yeah, yeah i think i would have just gone with what dan's written and been like yeah this sounds pretty good i'll just you see and that that's such an easy thing to do like isn't it to fall into that trap of just saying yeah fuck it yeah i'll, I'll lay that track for you no matter yeah it's great, it's great to be able to say no i want to push myself i want to yeah, aspire, so aspire to be as good as this yeah. band or whatever the case may be yeah yeah so it's been really cool yeah we've had some good gigs this year, um, which I guess like, yeah, it's difficult because you're in the years of COVID, well, like we had two years without playing any gigs and then yeah. you, you didn't realise just, just that you tended to stagnate a bit in that time. Mm-hmm. You weren't, I was listening to new music, but I wasn't watching new music. Yeah. So then. Yeah. I, I spoke really to a lot cool. of people over the last whatever six months about COVID, like, and I try not to get fucking bogged down in COVID like, because it can be a bit of a depressing subject. Like, but, yeah. So many people have, you know, come out of it in a good way. They've they've created a new album or they've got time to actually sit down and write an album as opposed to something they couldn't have done before because 
they had to be on the road to survive, you know. Um, how, how did it work out for you? Um, I think we were both quite lucky during that period, weren't we? Like we both had jobs where we could just switch to working from home. Oh, um, yeah. So that, you know, like, you know, we were never in like real well, yeah, trouble. Like so I know a lot was... of friends are who worked in bars and stuff. Yeah. And that was yeah. it. Bam, their like income was just gone. Exactly. Like, no, like, yeah. Yeah. So I feel quite lucky through the period that I was able to actually, I mean, to be honest, I had quite a good time for quite a lot of it because I quite like sitting in my pants playing video games. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there was ample opportunity for doing that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You could actually call it a research, couldn't you? Because listen to soundtracks and everything else. That's what you were doing. Yeah, no, I think like, <laughs> yeah. it probably helped with the songwriting for Dan because you were just, Dan likes it. You're a guitar teacher, so he's teaching from home. Okay. We had more spare time. To- That's it. I had more spare time in between stuff because I wasn't like yeah. all the travel time in my day. So it was like, right, actually, I've now got like an extra like three hours per day. Well, that okay. least, I wouldn't have normally had. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Were you bored working from home? Yeah. So I'm COVID. Yeah. Still working from home because just office job base. Where yeah. Your office never reopened, did it? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. just working from home. But then, like, like we said before, Dan's the main instigator and songwriter and then it was once he had once he'd fleshed out the songs mm-hmm. then it, it did really help having those gigs at the start of this year definitely okay. helped to develop the drums the album wouldn't have turned out the way it has without like yeah, the songs without... being written and then us gigging yeah um okay between okay. before recording like it would have sounded different definitely yeah. if we just come straight into recording it if we yeah. did or if covid had been kind of ongoing for another six months into 2022 and we hadn't played any live gigs, the drums would be a bit more basic than they are because I wouldn't have heard the drummers from Tacoma and Solas and be like, that's... Yeah, really the core cool. of the songs would have been the same, wouldn't it? Just yeah. the drum parts wouldn't have been quite so intricate in places, yeah. yeah. And it's probably something then you'd look back and you would you'd probably kick yourself at a later yeah. stage looking back. Yeah, you might, I might have realised, I, I think I probably would have. Whereas yeah. now, like, yeah, I'm really happy with how it's all turned out. So the album itself, as Atoms Unfurling, like it's out on the 21st of October. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, this show will be out on the 29th, so we're sort of playing catch up <laughs> here, but my arm. Again, the concept for the album and the, the album title, like Atoms Unfurling, because it just, to me, I don't know, at, Atoms Unfurling just fucking gives me this picture of explosions, like fireworks, just uh, a, a blowout of music, you know? I mean, that's it. what, what is yeah. the the concept behind the album title, firstly. Um, I think that's basically it, yeah. That, yeah, Is I mean, it? you summed it up pretty well there. Yeah, yeah like, okay. it, it's kind of a description of of the music, um, yeah. if anything, you know, like, or even for me, like how, you know, like how, how it kind of feels when I've got like, got you know, I've got music flowing through me. Exactly, exactly. When I'm writing and just getting lost in it and then almost like, as well as explosion, almost the fact that like, everything else drifts away quite a lot. If I'm, if I'm just sat writing music, you know, I'll just completely lose track of time as if I've just yeah, drifted, yeah. you know, just completely, my atoms are just drifting away. At the moment. <laughs> exactly. Like, it, makes, it makes sense to me. Like, have you a favourite track on the album? Just out of curiosity, because... We've probably got slightly different ones. Go on, you go first. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, yeah, mine's, I think, either um, track four, which we keep renaming them. So what's that? <laughs> Solace. Yeah, yeah Solace. <laughs> And track six, which is Patterns in the Mist, because they're yeah. both slightly lighter, I think, and that's more on my end. There's the most post rock, yeah. They're really fun to play on drums. Like the end of Patterns in the Mist is, is quite sort of groovy, so that's fun. Yeah. And Solace as well as one where I added like quite a big groove in the two verses. Yeah. So yeah. It's got like a fun groove to play, and then a really simple chorus where I can just that's one back. like going back to when the first the, the initial form of that song just had a very simple drum beat yeah the first section whereas it now has this big like big yeah big like rim tickling groove yeah so I enjoy perfect description Dan really good description of it I think I really enjoyed adding that and then I really enjoyed like playing it whenever we play in the practice studio so I what about you, Dan? What's your favourite track at the moment? I suppose it will always um, change, like, will it? Yeah, it'll change. It'll kind yeah. of just go probably at the moment. Awakening, the opener, oh, is nice, yeah. my favourite one because yeah. we were just like we were rehearsing that the other day, and it's just so enjoyable to play. Yeah, like like, like doing it, you know, live. Um, 
you know, like just in the practice room and doing the big kind of like beginning ambient section. And then, you know, when the, when the riff then kicks in and you're playing, you know, you just, I just pull, I catch myself pulling these horrible faces and just really enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. like, um... <laughs> so have you not played any of these tracks? We've played, I think we've played Patterns in the Mess, the last track. Okay. And we've played the title track. We've played Atoms and Unsurling. And we've played Solace once oh, or twice. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the last gigs we played, we just played old stuff because it was like, the last time when we were yeah going to be playing or fully playing acceptance songs okay. so it, it was like it was more like the start of the year when we we had the album written so we already had yeah we played yeah i think tracks. it was prior to recording it wasn't it like that we'd actually played a couple of them live yeah. okay yeah we played atoms a few times and atoms is really fun to play as well and yeah not played how have they been received live lads have had for people yeah really yeah 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 good exciting good, good reception yeah. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Absolutely. The album artwork. Can you give us a bit of a background on that as well? Because it's um, again. So, so that was from essentially. Yeah, the album artwork. I'd I'd had the the title already, um, and had a rough idea in mind of of what I wanted with you know like mm. kind of it being like a like a, a deity ish figure kind of okay. like drifting out into the yeah. sky with loads of cool mountainous shit going on around it. Um, <laughs> Obviously, hence the name. Yeah, so that would have been my initial brief to um, the guy, Mark Erkstein, whose name okay. I probably pronounced wrong. But um, like, yeah, I found him. I was following him already, actually, from a, a few uh, previous bits of artwork that he'd done. Okay. I really enjoyed his style and liked the kind of like colour. He uses a lot of like purples and pinks, and you know, like spacey colours. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is. It is um, a nice name. And what's his name? The only Muslim name drop away as we're here. Um, okay. It's like Mark Erkstein. He's got like I think his his company is like Erkstein Designs. Okay. Although okay. I'm like again, I reckon I'm pronouncing it wrong. It might be Erskine, or like no. yeah, he he'll know who he is. You'll you'll <laughs> find him. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, if you, yeah. If you ter- just type in like Erkstein, I think it's like E R K S K I N. Google will do the rest. His name is Mark Edward Little or something, but yeah, does amazing artwork. Like, and tell me then, acceptance lads, was that the same guy? No. Um, actually, for acceptance, I went on Deviant Art. Mm-hmm. Um, and looked up a bunch of people who'd taken cool photos and messaged okay. a load of them and to just ask if I could use anyone, oh, yeah. uh, anyone's photos and just got really lucky with 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 one of the guys mm-hmm. whose uh, name I can't remember now, but it is. <laughs> and that's <laughs> what you understand. There are no mentioning name dropping yet. Don't worry about it. Whoops. Edit that bit up. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that one we got really lucky on, essentially, yeah. actually, because there was a guy who'd taken lots of really, Really cool nature nature photos and okay. said welcome to use like the front and the back cover of a couple of his photos Brilliant. Brilliant. that's great i want to ask you as well lads about the the uk scene because i I've, I've interviewed quite a few bands from the uk i've been listening to a load i mean there's so much post metal and post rock going on in in the uk how much of a help are you to each other if you know what i mean do you are you in contact with each other do you help each other out um, do you, do you discuss touring and whatever so like there's Van Tacoma, um, Bridge Narrows Disaster, a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. yeah. We just tend to call them Tacoma. Yeah, I just call them Tacoma, yeah. They're really uh, yeah, nice. As they do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> say, that's true, think... isn't it? True is um Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. One of them in there, yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice Drew and Ben. Yeah. yeah, they've been a, a really good help this year because we've played some gigs with them and then also they helped to fill that basically film the video that we did for Atoms Unfurling. Yeah, I, I saw that. Did, did Drew do the uh, the camera work? Yeah, was that it was what it Drew. Was? Um, Drew and Tom kind of took turns, uh, okay. like like shooting camera camera things. And I think we used bits of bits of what yeah, they yeah. filmed. Um, yeah. yeah, so like without them, it just would have been a static camera. Yeah, like from the past filming us, which is yeah, like if you look up our previous videos, yeah, yeah like it's fine, right. but it's not great. And yeah, it looks so much better. So, but they're probably yeah. the one that we're most friendly with in the UK scene. Um, it's probably it's, it's reaching towards the point that we'll actually start messaging. There's, there's certain ones that where I've messaged previously, but there's there's not really anyone else that we're particularly in contact oh, with okay. in the UK post metal scene, um, which will be something that we'll be intentionally looking to change. You know, like yeah, yeah. At, uh, like we did play with the Cold Bones guys actually in London. Um, yeah, quite a bunch of lads actually. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a really really cool gig. Hmm. Um, 
guy's got a sterling mullet at the moment that he's rocking, hasn't he? Yeah, he's he work, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not ashamed to show it off either. <laughs> not ashamed to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot of courage to go mullet. It does, um, it does. <laughs> like, that's why I was curious about, no, when you, the fact that you mentioned Drew did the, the camera work as well, like, you know, and that's why I was wondering about bands helping each other out, you know, because it's such a small network and small community like that we're involved in. And is everybody there to help each other out? You know, that's what I was curious to know because the UK, big country, big place, big space. For instance, Tarcoma lads, are, are you close by? Is that how Drew was able to fall in and help out? Is that how yeah, because they're, they're based in London, but then they, yeah, they've, they're kind of a bit more strewn out. So Drew and Tom are, about, are both in London, which is how they've been able to help out. Yeah, because we're Reading, so it's only like an hour and a half okay. between us, yeah. kind of thing. So we've right. played quite a few gigs with them this year, which is. Yeah, so, yeah, we did like a little mini tour in August where nice. we hired out, um, or we, yeah, stayed in an Airbnb together in some <laughs> place in Nottingham. So, <laughs> that was really cool. Like yeah, that. without that, we probably would have <laughs> gone on to living the dream. That's our huh? Airbnb. Oh, Airbnb. Yes. I tell you, that's the reality. It was also all. a Harry Potter theme. Yeah, Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> it was initially sold as like a, a wizard Airbnb, yeah. and we oh, arrived stuff. and it was just like plastered with Harry Potter, Potter stuff. <laughs> um, and like my other half who had actually booked all the shows for that yeah. is a, a massive Harry Potter nerd. So yeah, like, sure like, that, that, yeah. that, that, that was coming that was coming yeah yeah <laughs> but I want to talk as well about we touched on it a while ago your sound you know as a, as a tree piece just that the sound is colossal like it really is I mean there's the, the layers that yeah. you have you know and the atmosphere to be created by three people like is, is something special and, and you mentioned it obviously the, the big the big influence is Russian circus who are the, are the kings of this saying um, exactly three piece fucking whatever you want to call it was it ever going to be any other way was it always going to be a three piece when you got to the idea of getting mountains I think on the road? it makes things a bit simpler like we've been in bands so the band where dan used to play bass and i play keyboards that was like a six or even seven piece mm-hmm. and so to practice and to write stuff was always more complicated okay um, and then yeah when you've got rid of the vocals like you almost you could have another guitarist because yeah. Dan's almost well, playing. It. Yeah, technically we could play the same stuff we do, but just I wouldn't loop anything. We yeah. could have another guitar player in and mm. just have him double parts at points. But um, yeah, yeah, just I think it doesn't feel like it needs it. Um, Especially really the moment, like, yeah. So with yeah. the stuff that we've read for this album, so with the first album, like there was more stuff where we had. Kind of looping going on where oh, then whole delivery from Jesus, <laughs> delivery. I sort of did. He always went up and he just shone. Yes. Like yeah, with the first album, um, it was a little bit more in terms of downward loop stuff, and I'd have to be playing along to Dan's looping, which is pretty tricky live when you've just got the noise of everything. Okay. Whereas the new album is a little bit simpler in terms of the looping, which is quite good. So it might sound bigger, but we've almost simplified the looping a bit. Yeah. Okay. Also the way oh. we sound large as well, live in particular is that Ethan plays like through a bass amp and a guitar amp and splits his signal. So essentially he's covering bass and like rhythm okay, frequencies. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. even when I'm, when I'm not looping, because I'll tend to like more loop in like big kind of washy reverb sections. If you still like have a- that extra layer coming from Ethan then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah I get you. Like often in a big chunky section, actually a lot of the hench, sound will actually come from come from Ethan's end. Yeah. So often like we'll we'll see a band where they've got like three guitarists and we're like, why why on earth is there three guitars in this band that sounds like there's two and what, what's that guitarist actually doing? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. But it like... is what we get at every gig, isn't it? Like there'll always be a couple of people afterwards coming up being like, how do you sound that big with only like three of you? Especially you know when you're playing in a in a small venue and we've turned up loud. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Be like, how how what how are three of you making that? But yeah, it's from Ethan doubling. So yeah, him him playing through a bass and a guitar amp. And then depending on the venue, I sometimes will bring two guitar amps. But if it's a small venue, I might just go through okay. one. Um, and like, do you not think it would be easier to have another guitarist? Would it make life easier for you, even Dan? We say because, um, but when you're playing live, is it very, very technical? Trying to get the looping right, trying to get it, you know, um, your mind must be going at. Yeah, I mean, the, miles an hour, like. um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. That there are large sections where 
I have to rather than just learn the song, it's also learning like learning the, the what my feet are doing as like a separate exactly separate, yeah, separate yeah, muscle yeah. memory that's part of the song. So I'll try and rehearse it a lot at home mm-hmm. before playing a gig so that it becomes quite mechanical, you know, and do okay. the do the switching off and on of effects and the the loops in the exact same thing. Um I think that's why we've yeah, even with, with the newer stuff gone more towards me looping more more regularly when it's kind of just like a washy lead line where mm-hmm. like if, if the loop is the tiniest bit off it's actually not noticeable okay um, yeah so like that takes a little bit of the pressure off it does yeah. Than yeah. looping like the really obvious riff and yeah. then if that drifts like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, then you really know yeah and Jim just goes completely out of sync trying to keep up with that yeah. 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 we kind of we learned from the yeah we did play a couple of gigs didn't we when we first started where we were like oh in that song that part really drifted didn't it like yeah we so we learned yeah. from it like almost from acceptance we learned what works the three-piece with looping and and what doesn't work uh-huh. yeah definitely the new album is focusing on yeah, what, what you've learned from the first album. And it's, so it's yeah. not just thinking about what works on an album, it's also what works live. So, like, we basically got five of the six tracks are pretty good to play live. And then we've just got one of the tracks is a lot more complicated. So, well, yeah, like the second track, Transient, I'm not sure how soon we'll gig that one because there's a lot of that's one where I'd have to loop like a really obvious loop. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Whereas it's a lot easier to play the other tracks where I haven't got like, yeah. Yeah, like I said, that's something you always have to look at, isn't it? You have to look at yeah. the live yeah. environment when you're recording because yeah, if there's you're no point creating something amazing like... in the studio and not being able <laughs> yeah. to replicate it. Like yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, that's the only one off this album where it's like, I could do that live, but it would be stressful. Yeah. <laughs> like... Maybe the acoustic version or something, Dan, maybe, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so look, I'm going to give everybody an opportunity to have a listen. Anyone that hasn't heard anything from Mountainscape yet, This is the title track from their forthcoming album, which is out on the 21st of October. I think I'm I'm right with that, lads. Am I that date? That's correct. yeah. Yeah. This is Atoms Unfurling. Have a listen. It's fucking huge.
So there you go, guys. That is Adam's unfurling the title track from the forthcoming album. And what a monster of a track. That's, I don't know what else to say. I, I've been singing his praises since I first heard it a few weeks back and um, nothing will change my opinion. It's it's, it's one to watch out for that. So I want to take a step away from recording because uh, I think we've covered plenty on that. Yeah, I think we covered about all we can. I yeah. think so. The social <laughs> media aspect of getting an album up and running, you know, it's a big deal, isn't it? There's yes. a lot involved. And I was thinking like there's a lot of bands now have come to the stage where they have to release a track and maybe a second or third track before the album drops. Obviously, you've done the same here with Adam's Unfurling. Did you have a good think about this? Was that a decision that wasn't taken lightly, if you know what I mean? Because are you giving too much away? No, it, it was always the plan from the beginning to do mm-hmm. at least two, maybe three singles, um, just because it's it's the easiest way to create content for social media to get people yeah. interested, is to be like, right, we've got this song coming up. Here's like, for example, for the first one, we did a full video for it, or like, we might make like little snippets of us playing a small part or mm-hmm. have like a tiny snippet of the song with like some some cool footage. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think the singles really leads and helps with creating content. I don't know what's what I don't know what I'd be posting on social media about if we weren't if you didn't have repeatedly over and over again going, an album's coming. Yeah. An album's coming. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I suppose people will get bored of that. Yeah. So they need something to chew on for a while, I suppose, don't they? they get their teeth yeah, into exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. And and you you then look after all that social media side of things, do you? Is that your baby? I do indeed, yes. Yes. Mm. That's my yes. Part of my role in the band is yeah, <laughs> doing all the boring social media stuff, which I've kind of I've kind of gotten used to and accepted as just part of my life. <laughs> that, that's what it becomes. I mean, I, the bit I do for this show alone, you know, some days you're saying, Fuck it, I have to go and I have to put this out onto all these groups and stuff. But again, it becomes second nature after a while, you know. That's it. And then sometimes it then you know, then becomes quite enjoyable, doesn't it? You know, like when you get in people's comments and you get to reply to them and you see how people are receiving, you know, like the internet's it, making it's, it's a big thing. It's to get a reaction makes it all worthwhile. It does, it actually does make it worthwhile when people re- react. And how do people react actually? Just out of curiosity again, because with the social media, with the songs dropping. With like the um the video we did, like all the comments on that are really positive. So that's yeah, yeah, it's really lovely reading through. Yeah, because that was quite like, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's really like oh, life yeah, affirming. Like, like, like yes, seem to like it. That's really good. <laughs> but that's, that's the beauty of it. As you just touched on there, Dan, like to get that feedback must make you all the more confident about dropping the album. You know, you must be saying, "Fuck it, look, if they like this song and they like this track, they're going to love this album." You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it does yeah. make you feel good about it. Yeah, because we kind of feel yeah. like. It was kind of a struggle to pick which songs to do as a single because, like, all the ones we've done as singles are not my like my favourite tracks. <laughs> but I like them, but it's like but that's where I just did he not get a say at all? Did he? <laughs> <laughs> he did. Just me and Ethan outvoted him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what's nice about having a three piece. You know, that's yeah. a nice yeah. even voting yeah, number. You of people. Put a <laughs> But yeah, it's like, what track would you put out, James? Out of curiosity, again, if you were to win, um, well, I think Atoms would have, was a, a good first one to put I out. I think that had to be anyway. It did, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it worked for it because it's got so much like diversity in, in it as well as being like really heavy. It's got lighter bits, so it kind of shows, has, yeah. Well, like, there's almost four sections there that just roll into each other, you know. It's, yeah, it so has everything. Like, I do really like that one, and then like. Even though my favourite track from the album is probably the last track, that's not really one to put out as a single because it is an album closer. So yeah. I, I can see it's where... an album closer and it's a slow burner. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And again, a, a perfectly fitting track to finish an album with. Actually, yeah, it's yeah, a good track. exactly. This is not really a single, but it worked pretty well on the album. What about interviews and stuff? Then, uh, Dan, I suppose, like, are you, are you caught up in it now for the last couple of months? Which Press, um, you know, getting trying to get onto websites, webzines. Yeah, and all that. so I've been doing a lot of emailing out. Uh, yeah. to, uh, my, my other half has helped out quite a bit. Okay. As well. like, I've got my other half, Tiff, who um, has got a little company of her own called Celestial Diadem. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so she actually put on like all the gigs that we did with Tacoma. She actually booked those for us and sorted them out. And she's been, she's been helping me out with emailing, emailing press kits out. Oh, very good. Been tag team and that like she's done a large portion of it, and then I've been like, right, shall I? Have we heard back from this, this or this? Shall I follow up to them and email them from Mountain Skate? Is it yeah. coming from your one? Yeah, without um, Tiff, we wouldn't be really anywhere. So no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like I can't thank. Because her. actually, her email, yes, little deed, and that that rings a bell. Actually, that's that's what it came under the heading of. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So 
so yeah, yeah, I can't thank her enough. She's she's done, and it was her who actually like kind of spurred me to properly manage the social media as well by just being like, here, look, this is what you need to do. This is these are the things that you need to keep yeah. on top of. And it's like, and okay, cool, yeah, I can I can do that. <laughs> you have to do it though, don't you? There's like there's no way out of it at this stage. Like, I mean, yeah. Especially you like starting from a you know, like a you know, the, we're only on the second album, the first album only mm-hmm. came out like just over like a year and a half ago or something. So we're still very much in the, you know, the very early stages where social media is really important to try yeah. and try and get your music heard. Because I've even been at stages where I go through Bandcamp, there are some days I just take sort of a couple of hours and go through new releases, you know? Yeah. And you see albums from bands that, that you would have followed and that you would have purchased from before. And you go, fuck it, they released an album. I never realised it. Never knew. Yeah. So you know, it's a big one that I use for that as well because it's got the... um the option to message everyone who's followed your band. Yeah. So that's like a regular thing that I've also been doing since the pre-orders went up, just being like, right, I'll send a message to anyone. Yeah. Anyone who's followed us. Cause obviously they're then already interested. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I find it, I find it strange how a band doesn't promote yeah. an album and how they just drop it into band cap and, and <laughs> I don't know, do they have fingers crossed and hope for the best or are they yeah. not pushed? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's strange. Close your eyes, hold your nose. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully no one will say anything bad about this album. <laughs> so looking forward, lads, would you like to try something new or anything different with your next album? Album number three. Um, Has it even been thought of? It's been thought of quite, I mean, to be honest, I've still got, um, there are three songs from the writing session for this album that uh, we had to chop, not because we didn't like them, but because it was like, right, we now have too many songs okay. yeah, <laughs> to yeah. get onto this album. So we've kind of got about half of the next album um already written well already demoed that will then get like reworked um so it's it's something that i think once the next couple of months of like promoting this one and getting this one um gigged and sorting out that i'll delve properly back in to get in the new album there'll be there'll be no real set direction for it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna see what i want to write that's something that's what it's always going to be with mountainscape it's just at that moment in time what do i want to sit and write I know I, I was jumping ahead, obviously asking you about a third album here, and you haven't even. Yeah. This isn't even released yet. Like, you know, you get <laughs> yeah. to promote this album, but like yeah, you mentioned, it's very much in there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I suppose you have to think ahead of it, like at some stage. Like you said, there's three or four tracks that didn't make this album. Yeah, how, how yeah. big a deal is getting the album length, time wise, right? I think because acceptance was maybe a bit yeah. a bit long, long. That was a hindsight thing. Yeah, I think we were right. listening back to acceptance. Not that we don't like any of the songs, yeah. but it is, you know, it's like an hour and 10 minutes. And it's a yeah. long time to invest in, in an album with a listener. So I think we were intentionally yeah. like to make one a bit shorter. Thing onto a, a vinyl we hadn't really considered. So uh, there you go. Yeah. That was a very key one. Yeah, yeah the, the new album, we just sort of, we cut it down so that it's, it's vinyl length and it's, yeah, probably the six... Because well, yeah, the, the songs we cut, they're um, because we wanted to have a bit of variation on the album. Uh-huh. So there's a mixture between really heavy tracks and then yeah. lighter stuff, and so then we've still got the the mix of stuff that that we've cut. Well, so, yeah, one of the ones we cut was a real light one. One was a really crushing, really heavy, heavy one. Yeah. Um, so, so we've got them saved for the next one. But um, yeah, I think it was actually that it was trying to get the album. We wanted it to be no longer than forty eight minutes because that allows it to easily fit onto one. Okay essentially yeah uh, that's that's interesting vinyl is a big thing obviously at the moment like you know yeah. it, it's it's a big part of your sales and big part of generating money no doubt yeah and um, you have to take it into context that's you? it yeah and actually but the pre-orders are up for the album at the moment minus vinyl but i literally i'm sure he won't mind me saying i literally spoke to dan from trepanation like yesterday and confirmed mm-hmm. that he's gonna do run them but he's gonna he's, he's putting in the orders now because he's run the vinyl because we could have added another track in well that was it yeah at that moment of cutting it down it was like oh do we cut up this extra one <laughs> yeah yeah was, was it an easy decision to make no you, it was, was so hard <laughs> you know between the three of you to have to pick a track to, to leave out must be tough yeah. especially when you when you say those three tracks and they're all, they're all still very strong yeah yeah, it was it was quite yeah, it's a tricky decision to work yeah. out what, what should go on. Um while we're on that subject, I suppose deciding on the running time or the running position of tracks, was that an easy thing to do? Um do you I find it easy? easy once we'd sailed on what the tracks were yeah. because they kind of flow quite well. Like you've got atoms in the middle of the album because it's got all the variation. 
and then awakening starts it because that it, was an obvious opener obvious yeah. opener because it has mm. a, a little light start and then all of a sudden it hits and yeah. so that's yeah. an opener and then the same with patterns as the closer because it's it's yeah. quite when that was written it was ambient. an obvious closer yeah, yeah. It's like okay. it, it works as an album closer and then the other ones just sort of fit around it quite nicely yeah, yeah, so we kind of like track one, three, and six, like beginning, middle, and end in mind, and then it was just deciding which way around the other ones would mm-hmm, go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I want to ask as well that's about how the recipe for creating a track. You know, I suppose you bring in things like uh, the heaviness of a song, uh, the melody, the tempo changes that you have in the likes of atoms and furling. There, you know, do you write a track thinking they all have to be in a track, or is it just how it generates itself as it goes? Um, it's, it's how, how, it how do you write it basically yeah is the question Dan yeah no it's always it's always how it flows when I'm initially demoing like I won't put in I won't have it in my mind that I'm right I'm going to write a song that goes clean distorted tempo change yeah and I'll just initially normally start with like a melody idea or mm-hmm. like a, or a riff um, or just you know one simple part and then I'll just let it kind of grow I do quite a lot of the writing just in my brain I'll just let it kind of simmer okay. Or I even put it on Twitter, oh, I'll just let the idea bounce around and go, oh, is that going to work best in this way or in that way? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of the writing will be done, yeah, just fizzling around in my brain right. and then I'll get it out and then bash it out on a guitar and be like, right, yes, that works. Or no, actually, that doesn't work. Let's try doing mm-hmm. something than actually what I'd thought. Okay. We did have, like, I think in Acceptance, there was, like, um, a couple of the tracks where they, like, they initially started out as one track and then they ended up being two separate tracks. Like, All right. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes I'll piece together a piece of music that like again, I've gone overboard, but I've been writing it and included too many ideas. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. when Jane will step in and be like, no, actually, wait, hang on. You could siphon some of that off. <laughs> exactly. You can cut and snip it and put it somewhere else and put it to use in another track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think we definitely I don't know, I don't think it happened on the new album, but on the old album there's like a couple of tracks which and all like one track ended up being two tracks because mm. i think it's what became what was wilderness, wilderness and visions were initially conjoined into like this mammoth song yeah. okay we then split into into two pieces um and like yeah decided what went there but yeah so the songwriting there's never really a, a goal in mind for it it's mm-hmm. just like i'll i'll start with an idea that will just come to me at whatever point when yeah. I've been like, there's definitely like playing a game or yeah, like, it just comes naturally. So basically, yeah, it just, just comes does, naturally. Yeah, like you don't have any set agenda when you come to creating a track. You don't feel like you have to have the big crescendo on every track. You don't have to have yeah that piece I that think bottoms out and drops down. It's just with some yeah. of the stuff. It's like like I'm with the new album. I think it's like Awakening. It initially had quite a lot more ideas to it, and then like, yeah, that's when we trimmed a few. Yeah, bits, I, like. The idea or the what ended up being the end track is like the stuff that I felt like needed repeating because it was yeah. really good. Whereas Dan had just had it like going once and then had a different idea that wasn't quite as strong. So it's like, how can we bring back the ideas that are really strong and that I want to like me as a listener that I want to hear again? Yeah. So then that's how that's the it. tracks kind of evolve from from what Dan writes. And, and that's then, a very interesting point, actually, because that's what I, another thing I love about this album and from a lot of good post-metal bands that are out there, when they get into their groove, you know, when you find this section, this loop, this this lick that just kicks, I hate when bands finish it too soon. Yeah. You're only just getting into the groove, you're enjoying it, and next minute they drop off, and you're, ah, I was really getting into that. You, yeah. you let the songs breathe, which I love. You let you give them time. To, yeah, to develop, that's what you know, sort it's of not rushed. Yeah. Because yeah, I like definitely. the stuff that Dan writes, and so it's trying to, for me, Almost when when there's stuff that I really like, I'm like, we should just do another two repeats of that and build on it, or mm. we should bring it back later in the song because that's it. And that's it often really what you'll do. Is if we yeah. try having it repeat for longer at that moment, and then go, actually, no, that feels too long. It's like, no, actually, then that means that we probably want to bring that idea back later in the piece, yeah. whether it's in the exact same way or not. Sometimes it will come back mm. in a slightly altered like. Form. I get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Let's bit of talk about tour dates. Obviously, we might as well start promoting it here, seeing as release date is nearly upon us. Have you have you a schedule set up? Have you? Um, we tried. Well, yeah. I haven't tried, but Dan, Dan, Dan and Tiff have put a line in. It's, it's tricky sometimes. To we get... had a bunch of dates fall through, actually. So yeah. we, had, we had a bunch of stuff booked and just due to like venue issues or like other other bands having to pull out. Um, yeah. That ended up like, yeah, we had we had a 
had a good few dates for for album launch, supported okay. all of which have <laughs> fallen through. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're looking at the moment at just um, booking out a rehearsal room and doing a live stream of a bunch of songs on. Oh, the, nice. um, I think on like October the twenty third. Uh, I've been chatting to uh, to the dude from Where Post Shop Dwells, who obviously like like premiered our video. Yeah, right, right. He's an absolute gent. Yeah, yeah, he's, exactly. Yeah. He's awesome, isn't he? He's got a huge YouTube channel, so he was essentially saying like potentially he'd just give us control of his channel for it and let us. Fantastic, live. fantastic. Yeah, um, a great outlet. Like Where Post Rock Dwells has done so much for so many bands. I mean, he's got a yeah. YouTube page there. Like you could spend fucking I don't know. Eternity, listen to it's music like Pandora's box, isn't it? Like, unbelievable. How far into the black hole are we going today? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> do I have to go back to work at some stage? Anyway, anyway yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, we're going to do that live stream. We do have we've got a Manchester date booked for December that didn't fall through yet. <laughs> okay. um, so, the plan is for that to still go ahead. Um, and we're definitely playing uh, London, like my, my other half with Celestial Dynamics organizing an all day um which is going to be at the 229 in london which is just purely going to be a post metal thing yeah yeah um, so that's like soon to be announced that'll be in january um and then i think we've got stuff like in the kind of like in the pipeline for february and march um okay it's at that point where so a lot a lot of the shows that we've done nearly all of them have been stuff that she's put on for us and we've okay. kind of like sorted out ourselves so it's at that point now where some of our own stuff we've started to do has fallen through that I'm yeah. now starting to just shoot out again, you know, on the, on the internet thing, I'm just starting to shoot out emails to as many promoters as I can find. And what about festivals, Dan, for next year? Like, I mean, how do you go about that? Do you contact again, drop emails to every festival that's, that's yeah. in the UK and again, um, Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's very much email everyone you can. Uh, Tiff has already emailed and been in touch with a few of them. Um, yeah. I think she's like, you know, like touch base with, with Arctangent and we're like, you know, like not really anything confirmed, but like hopefully we'll end up well, that, would, that would be that would be class. You, you well deserve that, and you well deserve our attention. Yeah, I think that would be perfect for us. Uh, I had a really good time this year, like 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 going to the last Arc Tangent. Actually, I, as I was wandering around, I spotted a bunch of people and photographed them. Anyone who's wearing our merch, <laughs> like if you if you go on our Facebook or Instagram, you see loads of videos of me looking really happy and really drunk. <laughs> but it, it must <laughs> be it must be a great feeling. That must be a great feeling, isn't it, Dan? To see your own yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was amazing. Must be so wandering good. around yeah. a big festival like that. It just goes to show the impact your music has. Like, yeah, you know. Um, so it's something that we want more of, basically. Oh yeah, Fest festivals be... are a big deal, like aren't they? You, you do need to get involved in festivals. Yeah, it's a good way of getting the name of the band around. That's it. Yeah, I feel we're at a point where we're still very much. We just need more people to hear us. Um, mm. It's like, like I think, I think, like, yeah, I've got loads of faith in 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 the new album. I think it sounds wicked. Yeah, um, I, yeah it's just trying to get it out and get people to hear it, and trying to trying to get the promoters. A lot of the time, you send an email out. To ten promoters and you don't actually receive any email. Back. Yeah, it can be heartbreaking stuff. I would imagine, you know, yeah. not even a, 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 a no thanks would be better than nothing at all, wouldn't it? To, to just to hear something <laughs> back, like to know yeah, that yeah, they fucking read it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, did yeah. you? Did I just go to spam? <laughs> I <can't>, um. <laughs> Am I on auto delete for some reason? You know? Yeah, I know what you mean, lads. I suppose before I leave you go, I have three session questions that I ask all my guests. It's just a bit of fun. And I gave you the question, so I'm I'm expecting incredible answers. That's incredible answers, right? The first one: if you could do a cover version of any song, that's as a band or individually, whatever way you want to do it. Have you a track in mind? Well, we've well, done we've a read, we did a cover uh, of a, a track from well, like a, not a track. We did like a Zelda cover before. Oh, we were both yes. big Zelda years ago, yeah. Ten All years right. ago, we did a a black metal cover of just random Zelda shit. <laughs> we could probably do that again and do it better. Yeah, I think that'll be it. Yeah, if we do a cover, it will be like a kind of Zelda medley, but done as like post metal game between ambient and crushing riffs. Is, is that original version around somewhere, uh, James? You can find yeah. it online. Yeah. yeah. Is it online? Maybe SoundCloud. Yeah, it was on SoundCloud. Uh, I think the band name was Sacred Realm. Yeah. Um, okay. And yeah, it's like a kind of like, it's a mixture of black metal and death metal, but Zelda music. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> of, like, I think it had you on vocals. And stuff. It had me do an awful death metal. It's like, yeah, you'll have a great time. You might not enjoy it, but like, you'll definitely have a lot. It doesn't matter. You had a good time. That's we all that it, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, is that, your, is that both your answer? So will I take that as your... 
Yeah, that's definitely a joint answer. Yeah, yeah I think that, that's the mountainscape answer. Like, well, Perfect. Ethan's not here to uh, to put yeah, in. She his, can't uh, argue. Exactly. Vote. Second one. So, if you could play on stage with any band that's from the past or present, stadium rock, intimate gig, it doesn't matter. Who would you have loved or would love to be on stage with? It's just such a tricky one. Uh, do you mean in terms of like literally like playing in with the yeah. band or like exactly playing with the band? Yeah, jamming with them. Well, I'd, I think mine were probably different on that because I'd like to yeah. play with, there's a band thrice who have been going to yeah. 25 odd years and they were a band that I listened to as a teenager. And just, okay. I still have so much fun listening to their albums from the noughties and playing drums along to them. Okay. Sort of just play drums at one of their gigs would just be so much fun. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Because yeah. It's, it's not the most complex, but it's, yeah, a lot of fun. Well, obviously, yeah. they, they mean a lot to you, I suppose, as a band, if you're listening for that long, um, James. Well, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like a band that, when I first got into, like, metal, it was just, they were my favourite band. And then they've got a lot lighter as they've gone on, and I probably listen to lighter stuff as well. So uh-huh. it's, right, yeah. Well, yourself, Dan, have you um, uh, an answer? One of those, yeah. Like, I, I found myself cycling through multiple answers and then confusing my own brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I suppose there's no denying your love for Russian circles and your song. Would you love to be on stage? Yeah, like- absolutely. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it'd be really cool. Even not on stage, just to just to just to go and shoot the shit, like chatting about gear and like yeah, yeah. Like, like 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 place and riffs, Ner- nerdy stuff. stuff. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just to nerd out with some of those bands would be really cool. Yeah, like yeah. nerd out with Caspian. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, go through there, go through their gear, or um, even like on a, on a different specialist. I went to go and see Tycho recently. Um, that's a band that I'd love to kind of like okay. have a bit of a jam with because again, you know, it's completely different electronic kind of like very synthy music. But I kind of feel that a lot of the guitar playing and the more ambient stuff that I do could work its way Bump into well with that. that yeah, yeah exactly. that could be really enjoyable. And then I might accidentally drop a big riff. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Third question, that's the last question. Um, just tell me what albums you're listening to. What have you listened to? What's the last album you listened to today? So today, the last album I listened to uh, while I was cooking earlier on, just nice. making dinner, I was listening to uh, "Death Is a Relief" by Holy Form, that new Holy Form album. Which, yeah, absolutely incredible album. Yeah, I only, sp- I only spoke about it a few days ago to yeah. Torsten, I think from God's Astronaut. Yeah, we, we we dropped that name as well. Yeah, that album. album. Yeah, James. Um, I think like. There's a band Tides of Man who I think we played with like in 2019. And Great band as well, yeah. Yeah, American I really Americans. liked some of their tracks, but then I hadn't probably properly delved into the albums. So I've just been actually delving into the albums. So there's like Young and Courageous, which is I think they're yeah, free that's really, right. which is really good. And yeah, just been listening to that while I work because I, I, I listen to a lot of that is great post rock. That yeah. is that is. Of the highest level, really, isn't yeah, it? I really rock, yeah, I really enjoyed that. It'd be really cool to play with them. I don't know how we managed to play with them, to be honest, but you that was, never like, say yeah. never, like Jesus, yeah. never say never. And yeah, it happened once by accident, so it happened again on purpose. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> guys. Dan, James, come here. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. It was great to get an insight to the album, to the band, everything about you. I'd repeat myself for the third time. I think this album is one of the best albums I've heard for quite a long time, actually, in within post-metal realms. I know I'm, it's, it's bigger than that, but just to, to, to give it some kind of tag. Yeah, um, you've got to tag it with something. You have to tag it with something, I suppose, yeah. I can't keep saying Doom, Sludge, Death, Black, you know. <laughs> it's definitely okay. the post-metal. Yeah, that's why we went with post-metal. Even initially, James was like, can we just call it post-rock? I was like, it's too many crushing bits. Yeah, no, it's post-metal. It's metal, really. Too heavy for post-rock, I thought, is that? Yeah, we call it post-metal. <laughs> It's definitely the best albums of the year, one of the best albums of the year. Atoms Unfurling for me will be in my top five tracks of the year. I have no doubt about that. So lads, I can only just wish you all the best of luck with this album. Thank you. Anything that comes your way will be deserved because it, it is a fucking monster. This album is a monster. That's it. Uh, thanks guys yeah. for coming on. James, Dan, you're a legend. Thank you it. so much. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you for having us. Yeah. Not at all. Anytime. Yeah. I'm sure we'll, we'll get back on an album number three. I'll have you back on again, please, yeah. God. I'll go back. Yeah. I'll cut down. <laughs> Guys, there you go. That's Mountain Skate. October 21st. Be there on Bandcamp and buy that fucking album. And Jesus, you will not be disappointed. That's all I'd say. Thanks to Richie from the Metasol podcast who edits and produces the show. And I will catch up with you again in two weeks' time. Guys, take care, everybody. All the best. <laughs>